Okay, welcome everyone to another exciting uh, Bolt from the Blue podcast. And here we are, uh, uh, since the last time we spoke to you, uh, a nice comfortable uh, 2-0 win over Burnley that we'll mention briefly, I guess, a, a, a little bit later on. Uh, but what we're here to talk about is uh, the game against Atletico Madrid and a tight game it was. And that's what we uh, knew it was going to be like. Let's just just have a look at the uh, the lineups, guys. Uh, so, uh, Ray, maybe you can have your have your comments uh, on the lineups. So we had Ederson, Cancelo, Stones, Laporte, Ake, De Bruyne, Rodri, Bernardo, Mares, Gundogan, Sterling. Any quibbles with that? Uh, um, not really. I mean, I thought Foden might start. I think that was the only one for me uh, because Foden's a brilliant player. Um, as the whole of uh, Manchester and Europe found out again la- uh, last night. That's the only one I'd have tried to squeeze him in uh, if I could, but I think pretty much it was as most of us would have expected. Some people would have liked Zinchenko in there at left-back, but for me, the rest of it was as I, as I would have called it. Mm-hmm. Um, how about uh, you, Bernard? Yeah, I mean, obviously, just like... Uh, Ray was saying there, I mean, I thought it was a coin toss between Sterling and Foden because obviously, depending who Pep fancied, because he likes to go to Sterling in European games. But uh, yeah, I was I was sort of happy with that. And But like Ray, obviously, Foden made the big impression later on, didn't he? But uh, that defence interested me because obviously I had Zinchenko, but I think it was a big question mark over Stones whether he's going to be fully fit. So... I think once we knew Stones was fully fit, we thought he was going to play right back, didn't we? We thought that that was going to be the formation he'd practised a few weeks ago. And obviously putting Aki in there and playing the left-back, right-back, it confused it a little bit. But overall, given what he had as a squad, I, I thought it was a pretty reasonable team to put out. Any thoughts to, to add there, Colin? Uh, no, I think the guys have covered it. You want Mara's in there. I mean, um, that was um, defensively, yeah, Um you know, could have been Zinchenko, but I, I, I thought it was the more defensively solid choice. Um, I, I think, yeah, up front, I, I don't like Bernardo as the false nine. Uh, I'd much rather have, uh, say, I'd much rather have seen Foden or even Gabriel Jesus there. But um, no, no problems as far as, uh, but, uh, apart from that, no problems. And, and again, we said at the match, Foden's, we knew what Atletico Madrid were going to be, you know, the five five zero. Formation didn't really come as a shock to anyone, did it? And and Foden's so much better at uh, unlocking those sorts of defences as we as we saw last night, of course. So um, yeah, uh, maybe he's just trying to save him for Liverpool. I don't know, but yeah, no problem, no great problems. Well, it's interesting looking at the Atletico Madrid lineup as well. Uh, a few interesting names here. So starting off with Oblak, who was once touted as the uh, the world's greatest uh, goalkeeper, then. Versaico, Stefan Savage, my goodness, he's got um, he's got better since he used to play for us. Um, <laughs> well, well, as someone said, memorably said, uh, the M- Mancini missed a trick by not playing him in the centre of a back seven. <laughs> Simon, Simon Mullock, that wasn't it from the mirror. Yeah, Simon yeah. Mullock. Yeah. So moving on, so Felipe, Ronaldo, Renan Lodi, he's the guy that um, put Manchester United out. Yes. Um, Llorente Coque, apparently one of the, the world's great uh, midfielders. Condogbia, uh, Griezmann, he's gone off the boil in the last couple of years. And uh, then the totally rejuvenated uh, 
Jao Felix, who has had a great... Maybe they're, they're exaggerating him up too much because it's really only in, in the last sort of half dozen to eight games that he's been on on very, very good form. But since he, uh, since he made his transfer to Madrid a couple of years ago, he's been a bit of a disappointment to them. But um, I don't think he was really needed in this game because... That's- Harsh. It's a bit harsh calling him a disappointment. He's a disappointment to himself for going there, isn't he, Joao Felix? Because <laughs> knowing how they're going to play doesn't really yeah. suit his style. Yeah. And uh, let's <laughs> talk about... Do Madrid suit any attacking player's style? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get this over with. Let's get this over with. Let's start, start, start off with, uh, with Bernard here. How did, how did Atletico Madrid set up? Um, uh, <laughs> after you after you had took a look at them for uh, ten or fifteen minutes, what sort of game did you think we were in for? Well, just one of his one of one of his Mister. Let, let's let's put everyone behind the ball and hopefully nick a goal. He said he wanted to win the game and that was his plan on winning the game. Uh, unfortunately for him as well, I mean, when Griezmann and Felix did actually get an opportunity near our half, which wasn't very often. I mean, I, I, I sort of remember that one where Gundogan was chasing. Griezmann back. I mean, Gundogan's not the quickest guy in the world. He, he, he literally caught him up and he, he just hassled him out of it. And I think the ball went out for a throw-in. Griezmann was absolutely terrible and Felix wasn't much better. So, in all fairness, there was there's no chance of him nicking a 1-0 win because he just didn't have the capabilities on the pitch. So, the best they could have gone for, obviously, was a 0-0 draw, which they, they tried to get. Unfortunately, they didn't get it. Uh, what, what did you think of... Um... How they that they lined up there in their column. Well, I mean, um, you know, it, it was like a Tony Pulis tribute act, wasn't it? I mean, but, <laughs> you know, at least Pulis or, or you know, people, someone compared it to Sam Allardyce, but Allardyce got men forward. Uh, but I mean, it was just so. In fact, it was one really funny. I mean, football journalists, you, you do laugh, don't you? Um, there was a, a tweet from a, a supposed football journalist, and he's got. The Atletico players lined up in a five-five behind, you know, in front of the, the, the ball, and he's saying, "This is what a masterclass looks like." Well, <laughs> I, I thought he was talking to Pep about Pep, Pep, you know, because basically a masterclass to penetrate that. But no, he was talking about Atletico Madrid. And when you look at the quality of those players, um, you know, you, you wonder how could you watch that? It, it, it made watching a Stuart Pearce team look exciting. <laughs> what did you reckon, Ray? Well, it's what you expect from Atletico Madrid. It's quite sad, really. Um, you know, fans are saying you know, when you watch City playing and what you know the way we're playing, or you watch Liverpool playing the way they're playing, it's, and it's you know it's pretty. It's a lot more controlled and exciting, and there's a lot of attacking intent. Just think of all those poor fans who go to watch Atletico Madrid. Uh, you know, season card holders. You know, what must they be suffering? What what have they done badly in a previous life <laughs> that they have to watch that dirge uh, every other week? It is, you know, it's, it's, it's horrible. And but look, look, they're a dirty team. You know, they set out to uh, um, annoy, irritate, infuriate, um, you know, handing out a few kicks early on, where the, which the referees really need to uh, do something about early, give those yellow cards early. Uh, you've got Simeone running up and down the touchline, holding an imaginary card when whenever he can. It's it's just 
it's like Mourinho's anti-football. It is it's as, as much against the way we want to see football played as you, you could possibly imagine. But, as Pep would say, you know, it takes, you know, you can play any style you want. And if they'd won, he'd have been a genius, Simeone. Um, so, you know, you've you got to like people to play the way they want, but it doesn't mean you have to like them for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colin, um, looking through the, the various reports after the game, there's kind of very, very muted uh, praise for City because it took us 70 minutes to penetrate uh, that uh, lineup. But it's a bit harsh. Uh, how did you think that uh, City played on on route to that goal finally on the 70th minute? Well, I think um, the first half was was dreadful, to be honest. Um, it, uh, if I'd been, we, we stand up in 109 where I am, and if I'd been sat down, I'd probably have nodded off because I'd had a long day. I travelled over to Sheffield early, come back kind of the last minute to get to the game, and I, I think you know we we behind a packed defence. We tend to start off very slowly. So it's the passing uh, side to side, side to side, side to side, um, backwards and forwards, a forward pass, which then, you know, gets knocked back to the back line. And um, whereas some games you see us that come out of the traps like an express train, uh, you know, we really go up the opposition. Yet, yet games like that, we tend to we tend to go very, very slowly. And uh, Atletico, they, they had a couple of, uh, chances um, to get upfield, but as, as Bernard said, they didn't make much of them. Um, I thought we could have played a lot quicker. Our, our passing, particularly in the first half, was very, very sloppy at times. So I was watching the highlights, but I was, it was at the game, but watching the highlights back and, you know, the balls that we played into the danger area, almost none of them were um, dangerous. Um, there were a couple of actual crosses into the box. We didn't go out for a goal kick, uh, and they were straight into Oblak's hands. Um, you know, there were balls played forward far too heavily. There were balls played to Atletico Madrid players. There were balls played to nowhere. So, so that first half uh, was was not a festival of football, to put it mildly. Um, the second half we looked a bit more lively. I think Pep had given them a bit of a blasting. The passing was better. Uh, but but the problem was still the same, and we all said at the game needs a bit more direct. You know, we're not going to get anywhere passing it from side to side for ten minutes. And you know, and the things that we were trying to do, I thought Gundogan had a uh, by his standards a poor game. I thought Kevin De Bruyne had a uh, by his standards a poor game. And we're trying all these little flicks and fancy tricks, and they're not going to work against a packed defence. And um, you know, a couple of times we had a go from distance, but um, it, you know it was it was crying out. I always say when you play in a packed defence uh, and a team as disciplined as Atletico Madrid were, you've got to you've got to run at them. You've got to com- make players. We've said this before, haven't we? You've got to make players commit, defenders commit. You've got to drag a few players around the ball, and then you open up space. Uh, and the ideal players, Sterling had um, started off quite brightly, but wasn't really featuring. Mares again, wasn't really featuring. Bernardo, I say, is a false nine, doesn't work. So, um, you know, the changes were welcome, at least he made them. And, and Foden and Grealish, I think, were the obvious ones, yeah. weren't they? And Gabriel Jesus, to, to um, you know, as a proper nine, or, or at least, so, again, he's someone who can run at, run at defenders and, and do something with the ball. And, and, um, so, so I was a bit surprised uh, who went off. So um, I thought uh, Bernardo would have gone off, but he stayed on. But um, 
the changes were were almost instant. Well, I mean, they had an almost instant impact. They did. They did. Uh, um, what do you what do you what do you think about that, Ray? Because I'm um, I'm actually looking at some screenshots of the, of the crowd. There there appears to be a a large poster of of, of a bearded you smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> that was Pep. That That's the eighteen ninety four boys. The, you know, you you you'll have seen the. Uh, I think after the we won the league last season was Pepper dancing with a big cigar, big fat cigar, um, and uh, a, a lot of the pe- people actually adopted that photograph as their um, uh, as their avatar on on social media because uh, you know it's 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 iconic really now, um, and I think Bernard was at, at the game. Uh, just behind that um, unfurling or waving of the of the of the flag, so he got a, a nice video of that. Uh, I did see at the time. I don't think some of those fans near him uh, <laughs> knew the words to the songs. I mean, you know, the blue moon that they were singing, it it died out pretty quickly. They didn't get to the you know, they sang blue moon once and they'd moved on. Uh, then the next song they were going la 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 la. So you know, I don't know what all that was about. <laughs> um, that was here, Jude. If, if you, was if you want to know, was it cigar when the um, cast verdict was announced? Was that the one cast verdict? I, after I, cast, yeah. Was, yeah. I remember the cast verdict. They, they had a picture of uh, was it Pet, Cheeky, Ferran, and somebody else. Ferran, sorry, oh no, yeah. yeah and they're all together with you know with smile. I think Pet had the biggest smile. Um, so. Yeah, no, no, that was, it was that was a nice banner. It looked, look, it might have looked like me a few years ago. If, if I lost <laughs> the weights again, you know, uh, I could look like Pep. I used to play like him, but I can, you know, uh, <laughs> in my dreams. You wish, in my dreams. Is that true, Bernard? Were you behind that banner? Yeah, I put a couple of videos out. They're on me, obviously, on my little blog of the match. Um, I was I was actually opposite the banner, so I could see it being. I actually timed it so you could see it starting being unfurled from the top of the family stand. So we got all that, and then obviously the big big cigar one. The guy waving that flag was literally about ten rows down to my left. So I got a couple of good images of those. So if any anyone wants to see it, who's not seen it, just just get on mine. You can see the videos there. It's quite funny, actually. Um... We've made jokes about this before, but I read it. I read a, uh, a good one. I think it was uh, possibly in the in, in the Independent where they uh, they said that they thought Ederson was um, listening to a podcast. <laughs> that's how that's how much he was in, into the game. Um, it didn't really have very very much to to do, and um, it's it's very very hard to talk about this uh, first half, isn't it, Bernard? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I did my little um, match report, and I was literally looking for things to say. It was literally twelfth minute, such and such happened. Thirty uh, second minute, something happened, and it's half time, guys. <laughs> that was about it. It was absolutely awful. I think. I mean, I said uh, it's a game. You know, it was terrible, terrible. We've seen some. I've seen some exciting nil nils over the <laughs> years. That was not one of them. Up to half time. <laughs> but yeah, there's a friend of mine. I'll just mention this. Uh, give him a, a shout out, Patrick Cheeto. Yeah. He's a, a city fan who does some. Um, um, he's got a YouTube channel as well and does some pods and stuff. He's from uh, Malawi, living in Ireland. But he's, hey, he's 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 lo- that's local for us, isn't it? <laughs> you know, we've all, we've all had one of those nights out, haven't we? Yeah, where we, <laughs> where we Liverpool, jump somewhere else. Liverpool, Liverpool fans would say he was born um, near Ampel Road, you know, 
but I'll, I'll say a big, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember how to say hello to him in uh, in a language that you'll understand um, <laughs> besides English. I always uh, have, a, have a go, I can't remember, saying Nianja to him or whatever. But he put out a point, he said, Atletico Madrid play parasite football. You know, they sit back and soak up the pressure and hope to feed off the other team's energy and mistakes. Um, and he was right, you know, it was that fight. It was, depends how you look at it. Sometimes it was 5-3-2, occasionally. A lot of the time it was 5-5-0. There's one picture I've seen, and they had seven men across the back. A city were midway into that, uh, you know, into their half, and they had seven men across the back, and then three in front of them. It was ridiculous. It's just, uh, it's mild. It's actually condoning, Ray, that this badge they've got with the bear and the strawberry tree, which is their badge, that they change it to a leech and a strawberry tree or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> get a strong, get a weeping willow or something because you know football, it makes you want to cry. Any um, any penalty shouts, guys? How about how about yeah. you? Yeah, you, Colin. I mean, there was one. Uh, the, the first one was in the first half early on, and um, in actual fact, there was a very good shout for a foul on Sterling just outside the area, and then the ball went to Bernardo, but it was one of those. I, I think the. Uh, Atletico played, just about got the ball, got foot to the ball. Um, there was another one with um, Kevin De Bruyne, but that look didn't look much in it. He was trying to trying to go through two players. Uh, and probably the most, the best shout, well, I, and I don't think it was a great shout. It looked nailed on at the time from where yeah. I was in the ground on Sterling in, um, in the second half. But having seen it again on playback, again, it's a nothing... Sterling's looking for it, and I don't think. Uh, but the the death thing was that um, you know the ref would have probably given a free kick outside the area for for, for any of those because he was a very I thought it was a, ver- a very weak referee. Uh, was he from where's he from Romania or somewhere? Romania, Romania, yeah. Uh, and and you think uh, you know I, I don't want to kind of be disrespectful to re- Romanians, but Romanian referees, but. He, he's not refereeing. No, he's not refereeing games of that standard in his domestic league. He's never going to get a game remotely close to last night in his domestic league. And um, you know, he really should have been a French, uh, French or a German, or got to have been an Italian. French. It's the same for the French ref, isn't it? Oh yeah. Because the farmers but, league. Uh, they tell uh, us. You know, he let. Uh, is it for Salco? Get, get away with there was a tackle in the second or third minute, which if it'd been in the 15th minute, it would have been a yellow card. But it's this thing about letting, um, you know, letting things go early on. Like now, and this ref apparently gave out 11 yellow cards in one game, uh, recently, a European game. So he's not shy of yellow cards. But uh, as uh, the guy who sits um, next to but once said to me, it's like you're giving him a free hit if you're not booking him for a bad tackle first time, he knows he can do it again. And he may, might get booked for that one, but he might not. And, and, and it was about his sixth or seventh bad tackle when he finally got booked in the second half. Uh, you know, and our players were getting booked for dissent. You know, uh, Jesus, uh, Gabriel Jesus got booked for showing dissent when he didn't get a free kick. And Edison got booked for trying to pull uh, a player <laughs> up who threw himself to the floor. You know, the, the player who threw himself to the floor was the one who should have been booked for simulation. 
But Edison managed to get himself in the well, box. I think, I think Edison deserves everything he gets for pulling players off, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, he should be insisting, yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't need to get involved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to see that before. Right, he has nothing to do all that. If you're going around pulling players off, you best get on grinder. <laughs> I said not off. <laughs> so yeah, best, I think the best thing then is did you did you see that image? I think John Stones was trying to wave him back when we had that free kick in the second half. He was I think he was going up to take the free kick. He was that far up the pitch. John Stones' arm was flailing, telling him to get back. It was so funny. <laughs> it was, um, and the other thing about the ref was when we had that sequence of two free kicks, which. Um, <laughs> You know, we messed up the first one a bit and then Kevin De Bruyne put a direct shot in the second one, which Oblak had to save. The the ref was trying to, was stood there by the ball and all the athletic players were stood in, you know, by him and he was trying to wave them back to go back 10 yards. And, and and that took about 30 seconds when what what a decent ref would have done was ignored them, march, measured out the 10 yards, you know, used his spray to paint the line, then told them to get back. But, yeah, it, it, it was just, um, but I think he got the penalties right. And VAR, um, you know, VAR, if he got anything dramatically wrong, VAR would have overturned it. But the worst decision uh, of those was not to give Sterling a free kick, uh, which wouldn't have been a penalty, but because uh, he was clearly fouled just outside the area. Mm-hmm. Burnley have just beaten Everton, just finished. <coughs> uh, oh, no, Colin, you took the line. I was going to talk about the other big game of the night. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about the, the, the big massive game of the night and then give the score of uh, Burnley 3, Everton 2. I think the last time I heard, obviously, rather than the Champions League game where Chelsea are getting beat by uh, Real Madrid 3 1 at home. Three one, it? it was 2 1 before I started to been gifted a hat trick. And actually, it's uh, as my, my friend Neil, who uh, Neil Mather, he uh, used to play football uh, professionally. He was Manchester City women's first uh, manager. And he said, how did we lose to Chelsea? How did we lose to Chelsea in that Champions League final? Because right now, the last few months, they're, they're a shambles. Uh, so 3-1 is the score then. Benzema, hat-trick. Um, what's going on with um, the other game? That was a league game. Burnley beat Everton 3-2. Mike means the other... Yeah, the other yeah, Champions League game. Real. Oh, they, well, Real, that's what I thought. Real, they were winning. Are they? Are they still? winning. Seventy minutes. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I I thought you were talking about the, oh, the the big Premier League game, the clash at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll 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 get on to that. But anyway, um, that that first half. City seventy percent uh, possession, no no shots on target, and uh, you have the Guardian here debating whether uh, Atletico are playing with uh, five false nines or <laughs> five, uh, five false sixes, actually. And um, uh, I don't know whether uh, I don't know what um, Liverpool fans were thinking of, of this, but. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, with them in the next game. But um, really, nothing much until the uh, in until the goal. Surely, uh, I'm, I'm struggling to to find something that was a bit different for the goal. Uh, any comments on that, Bernard? No, I think I think uh, Cole mentioned. I think the three kicks were probably 
the most exciting part. I can't particularly say. It's up the other end to me. So I've not had a chance to watch the game back. But from memory, I think the only thing... We had a couple, few corners, didn't we? I think we had a few corners. I think we had uh, one that at the top roof of the net that he was uh, leaning back. I think that was before then, was it? Um, a couple of corners. But the free kick, I think, was probably the highlight and got me a bit excited. But that you know, that was about the first thing, I think, really got got me up for it. Oh, we might might score a goal here. But uh, you quite, I think Collins already covered that um, with the free kicks. But uh, as you say, the next thing was... Uh, a pleasant goal, uh, you know, with uh, not too late, was it? Seventy minutes. We, we'll take that. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, which was the result really of a triple change for Man City uh, a minute or two before with Grealish, Foden, and Gabby J coming on to replace Sterling, Mares, and 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 Gundogan. Uh, tell you what was quite gratifying, um, Colin, was that you know we know that you know Atletico have a a, a very a nice line and shithousery. He was giving it back to him a bit, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, see that. And I think it, it probably wasn't quite as bad as we expected. Mm. Uh, and, and, and the one thing the referee did, he didn't, um, he let a lot of the time wasting go. Um, and, and whoever at IFAB thought that letting the goalkeeper take the goal kick from wherever they want was a good idea. Uh, and, and as Matt, who's next to me, he said, would you take a corner? You know, what if you could choose to take a corner from either side? You know, you don't <laughs> take a corner from either side. So why would you take a goal kick? Um, but but you didn't stand any... I don't think you stood much messing from the uh, Madrid players. Although, I say, Edison got booked. Um, um, and, uh, and possibly uh, Correa was a bit lucky to get away with just a yellow when he booted the ball, a loose ball straight at Grealish. Ray, what was interesting to see was um, is like um, Pep when he was bringing on Phil Foden, he was like um, pointing out stuff on an iPad. Um, what do you think it might have been apart from um, score as soon as you can? It might have been get get up there and uh, score a goal as soon as you can, um, <laughs> and you can start the next game. Um, we've got no idea what Pep was saying. He might have been saying, "Look, what you know, what what uh, tie shall I wear the next, you know, at, at, at my mate's wedding." I don't know. I mean, what, what he was on about. But look, well, look have, you, have you seen this on Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, um, I'm more City fans. I've got Netflix now. The government have told us not to have Netflix. Anyway, <laughs> that's another story. Save our money for our fuel. But the, I love the way Foden when he gets that ball in a tight space. His first thought is to go forward. So he, he, he comes back for the ball and he's got a player either side of him. And I think a lot of players would have got that ball, carried on going back in towards midfield and, and laid it off because there's two players around him. And Foden just feigns that he's going to do that. And he just turns around, lets the ball go through. Uh, and he's got now he's got that half a yard. So he's picked up a little pace. And we talked about it um, last summer. He'd been working apparently with a, um, a sprint coach. So he's he's become a little bit faster and they were never going to get him. And, he, and then he slipped KDB through. So um, he's, he's just brilliant. As I said, I thought he'd start because he's just too good not to start is, is uh, young Phil Ford. And, um, and then he had another uh, sparkling bit of play down by the touchline where he took two uh, Atletico players on, got past them. He got past them where there was literally no space to get past them. You know, he's got such fast feet, left them for dead. 
And um, actually, it was a poor finish from KDB. I think he should have. Um, I think he should have um, been hit in the corner of the the goalie. He, he mishits it. He should have been scoring, in my opinion, or at least the goalie would have had to make a, a tremendous save uh, to keep it at one 0 And I think the tie would have been over uh, in that moment. So Foden was was sparkling. He was brilliant. And as people are, you know, keep saying he's going to be one of, one of, or if if not one of, but he'll be the best player in the world in a few years' time. Mm-hmm. He the, he he really made a difference, and I I think um, as as these games are going by, you know they're coming thick and fast. It's becoming uh, Bernard uh, KDB and uh, Phil Foden are really uh, undroppable, although Pep manages to drop them sometimes. <laughs> but what did you think? Yeah, I mean I've I said in my my vlog um, KDB if, if KDB isn't kept fit over the next however many, many games it is 10 12 14 15 depending on how we progress if we don't keep Kevin De Bruyne fit and Foden Foden to a lesser extent but certainly KDB uh, that that is the difference between whether we're going to win something this season or we're not if for some reason if Kevin De Bruyne uh, picks up an injury or whatever, and we lose him, which he can do. We know that. I, I think we can kiss goodbye to most things because at this point in time, there's no one else stepping up. There's no one else, no other City player folds to some extent as we talked about. The Bernardo, Bernardo, of you know, isn't quite the same as he was a couple of months ago. The Gundo, and I mean, you can go through all the names. It's just KDB. We're not, you know, to say we're a one-man team is a bit harsh, but I think if, if he if he is not kept fit for the next few games. I just I don't think we'll win anything without him, and we have a possibility of winning two or three things with him, and that's it's as simple as that for for me. Well, I think the thing is last night. I think I said, said this earlier. I don't think he had the best game. I, no. I don't think he's been. He's rarely been up to the standard we know he can achieve this season. And there were so many passes going astray from him. But as we said, you've got to keep him on because he can find that one moment of magic that changes the game. No one else is finding it. As you say, Foldham only found it. He came on <laughs> that lovely pass through the. Drew, I think the Stuart Brennan said he drew the defenders like flies, and no one else for the other seventy minutes had been capable of doing that. And that's yeah. what you need, as you say, Cole. KDB is nowhere near his best. This isn't the best City team for, that Pep's had for a long time. This team, but KDB is is the actual cog in it all. And even if he's not, even though he's not the greatest, we've seen him. It, it, it's vital. It's just vital we have him now for the next few games. Yeah, I think um, the, the 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 most interesting thing really that happened in the last uh, twenty minutes or so was. Um, Correa kicking the ball in Grealish's face and uh, and uh, Pep Pep jumping. Did you see this? He got involved himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he had to he had to hold Grealish back as well. Actually, he actually shook Grealish out of the way because Grealish wanted a bit uh, of, of trouble. But actually, I think there were four fouls on Grealish after he came on, and mm. I think if I'm right, three yellow cards issued. And actually, the the, the fourth foul was given against Grealish, even though he was fouled. But they really had a go at Grealish. I, I don't know what it is, whether it's girly long hair or the fact he wears tiny, tiny uh, shin pads or whatever it is. They had a thing for Grealish and they were just kicking him every time they got a chance. And there was a moment where he he obviously said something to them because he put his hand in front of his face and uh, a couple of players came and just you know ruffled his hair a bit. Not in a nice way, but not enough to get yourself booked that kind of way. It's it's an annoying thing. And I think Grealish just laughed it off. And I, I said after the game, you know, he he has to be starting next week. He has to. 
if only for wind-up value. Because if it really starts, there's no way Atletico will finish with 11 men next week because they're just going to kick him, get booked, and eventually someone's going to get sent off. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like a pretty good tactic. It's quite ironic, really, because um, it's one of the players who uh, won't be playing uh, next week is Gabi Jesus because that uh, booking you mentioned for descent rules him out of the game, apparently, uh, for uh, next week. I mean, it's personally, I'd, I'd be the way we were doing it in the first half, especially where we were just putting crosses in, and it's like you know, we we had nothing better to do. We had no idea. And you're putting cr- crosses into those colossus of um, attacking talent like Raheem Sterling and uh, Ilkay Gundogan and Bernardo oh. Silva and Mares, who's you know, who generally chickens out of a challenge. So it was pointless. And actually, I was thinking, if you if you were going to do that, if that's your tactic. You should have had Liam Delap on. And, you know, I'm half tempted to say, stick, start Grealish, let him get kicked a bit, get some yellow cards, start Liam Delap and just say to Liam Delap, you've got 45 minutes, give them hell, boot them about a bit, you know, and uh, let, let's see how they like it and see if they like it up and, um, <laughs> you know, get get someone, get someone sent off. You know, why not? Why, why, why can't somebody else play their game? Throw it back at them and see how they respond. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good plan. Anyone... Anyone else got anything more to say about this particular game before we talk about some other things? No, no, I think so. But I think it's um, you know one nil. I think is a is a great result. Well, obviously wins a good result, but you know they've got to score two now to win it. And uh, well, they've got to score. No, they'll be happy with one. They'll be happy with one goal because it goes. Well, I, think we, and... I think uh, we can. Uh, I think we should score out there. Yeah. And of course, the other result from from the night was um, Liverpool winning three one. Not a big challenge for them that particular game. Yeah. They got one one of the easiest opponents, didn't they? Really. Well, it's good for them for the for the FA Cup semi final now because you'd like they'd like to think you know the two goal lead at Anfield with that amazing atmosphere and crowd behind them um, that they can put out. They can rest a couple of players for the weekend uh, for the FA Cup. I mean, especially if they lose to us this weekend. I mean, that might be a, a, an idea of theirs. Um, to, you know, to, to rest some players against um, Benfica. But look, it is what it is. They got a, a really easy draw, very plush for them. Uh, I didn't hear many Liverpool fans complaining the way they do when City get an easy draw, uh, and they'll say, "Oh, it's about time," and it, you know, and all that rubbish. So. Um, you know they're, they're practically through, so you'd like you know this. I think two teams are almost through. That's Liverpool and Real Madrid, almost through already. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little look forward to the to our next game against uh, Liverpool. Um, how do you think this uh, this might go, Bernard? Well, we're sorted, mate, aren't we? Because according to Liverpool fans, we've got a, a City referee and we've got City on v- a City fan on VAR. So I mean, the game's <laughs> over, mate. Uh, no problem whatsoever. It's, it's all. It's all an easy win for us. Uh, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> Interesting. I am um, Diaz, guys. I've not heard much about Diaz. Is he back in training? He obviously he was not, didn't feature at all last night. What, what's the position? Does anyone know? No, I don't. I thought I heard he started training, but... Yeah, I think he came back to train last week, but nothing's been really said since. So um, whether... The, um, the problem I mean, is... With Liverpool, obviously, we're going to start with that back four, which, uh, in all fairness, you wouldn't think he's going to swap Zinchenko for any of the guys there. If that's our back four, 
uh, I won't. I wouldn't be hundred percent confident, but you know, hopefully, hopefully, other players can make up for it. But uh, as I say, we've got the ref and the VAR on our side, so we should be okay. But uh, yeah, Diaz is a big thing, and I don't think he's one of these guys that needs time to come back, is he? I think he sort of slots pretty what, well what back in, doesn't sorry, he? Sorry, what Pep said about Diaz uh, before the Burnley game, so uh, the Burnley press conference, which would have been on Friday, uh, Pep said, I think we need 10 more days or two more weeks more. He's going well. I don't know how long. The doctor said four to six weeks. Ruben is on four now. First of March, he was injured. It's now four weeks later. I think we need two weeks more. Mm-hmm. So I'm not expect- as I said it before, I didn't expect him to be playing uh, against Liverpool uh, certainly not in the in the league game, which this league game is less than ten days after the the Burnley press conference, so I can't see him playing. Um, he might he might be fit for um, Atletico Madrid, but I think he'll be definitely fit for the game against Liverpool in the FA Cup semi final. So that's how I see it, unless you know Pep's trying to pull a fast one and uh, you know a bit kidology. Um, but I, I just don't see him being fit enough. Yeah. Well, that's why I was a little bit surprised Zinchenko didn't start because he sometimes starts in Europe. But if Pep's thinking about the Liverpool game, perhaps he wanted to get that back four in the mould, you know, for what he's going to do against Liverpool. He's not. He's going to be playing Walker though, aren't he? Against Liverpool. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my fault. Yeah, Walker and Cancelo, and then obviously uh, he's going to do Laporte and Stones. I assume, isn't he? I don't yeah. suppose Zach's going to get a go, is he? Yeah. Just go go with that. I don't see a problem. Yeah. Uh, Colin, um, how is is this is the result against Liverpool uh, really as uh, crucial and decisive as everyone is trying to make out it to well, be? Well, in one sense, no, because it's not the end of the season. So, uh, but in another sense, and again, we were talking about this last night of the game. If we win, I think we're ninety percent certain to win the league. Of course, anything could go wrong, but we'll have four points on them, and um, I, you know, I think. Given the games we've got, that should be enough. If we draw, it's a little bit, a bit more nerve-wracking. Um, if we lose, it's not fatal, but it's more difficult. I think they, they're probably about 60% chance of winning the league. So, uh, no, the, the, the game doesn't decide anything in itself, but um, you know it could have an impact on the outcome of the league. But I think that's more in our favour. Now, if we win, I think that makes it much more likely that we will win the Premier League. Um, doesn't if we if we lose, I don't. I think it probably makes it slightly less likely, but there's still, you know, still a long way to go. You agree with that, um, uh, Ray? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, there's still plenty of games to go, plenty of twists and turns. I, I said this um, earlier in the week on on Twitter that. You know, whatever the result, whichever way it goes, um, oops, sorry, just got loads of messages coming through, sorry guys, um, but whichever way it goes, it's not going to be the deciding factor. It's not going to be, you know, what uh, this one match, is it going to determine who wins the league? Because as we've said, there's still plenty of games to go. There's still some, you know, some tough, tough looking games on paper. You know, you know, Liverpool might turn up and spank teams for the rest of the season. They would get a new record if they won the the remaining games this season. I think they'll be on uh, something like 19 or 20 consecutive wins. You can't statistics say that shouldn't happen, really. It shouldn't happen. But statistics would tell you that City have got a cracking record against Liverpool at home, uh, winning 
was it eight of the last 10 or something? Or a lot. Statistics would tell you Liverpool are a good side. That's got to change. That's got to change soon. So, um, but as Colin said, if we win, we're four points clear with seven games to go. There's not a lot of time for Liverpool to catch up. Having said that, you know, there's still lots of difficult games for us. You know, it, it, um, we've still got... Away, yeah. Yeah, we, well, the last, I think it's the last, we got Leeds away last day of April. And then we've got Newcastle at home. Of, okay, they slipped off, they've dropped off a bit. West Ham away, who'll be challenging, I think, for a top four, potentially, or uh, certainly a Europa place. And at home to Villa, you know, and... A lot of Liverpool fans have called it early, early, you know, that uh, it'll be Steven Gerrard and Philip Coutinho that will stop uh, City from winning the title and that will be what, you know, gets Liverpool over, the, helps them over the line. But we said they've got some tough games, you know. It's not uh, a walk in the park. They've got United next week. OK, I take that back. It's, it is a walk in the park. And then they've got Everton, another walk in the park. Newcastle away. Um, and then they've got Spurs at home. Come on, you Spurs. You know, I think Spurs will turn over and get their tummies tickled because that's what they normally do. They've got Villa away, Southampton away, who've dropped off as well. And then the final game of the season is Wolves at home, which I think they'll win. So, look, in, 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 I think if you looked at that not in, in a normal season, you know, I mean, this is going to be abnormal where there's a potential of two teams scoring in the mid-90s. You'd think there's no way they're going to beat United and, um, and Spurs and Villa and Southampton and Wolves, you know, but Liverpool are a juggernaut right now, you know, um, they're taking the handbrake off, uh, the brakes aren't working and they just, they've won 10 games on the bounce, so who knows, so if, look, at the end of the day, if they win it, if they, Liverpool win the title, you, you can only hold your hands up and say they deserved it because that's usually what happens, the best team, the most consistent team over a full season wins the title and you've got to give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, uh, as we finish off, any other business? Any other things that anyone wants to uh, mention before we uh, just... Uh... Haaland's coming, isn't he? Have you heard? Have you heard Haaland's coming? Is it? <laughs> no one's mentioned yeah. Alfie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alfie or Erland. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Alfie was in Manchester, weren't he? He, come, he came to see uh, Cheeky with um, Mina Riola. Uh, some in the know at the airport said private jet, uh, plane came um, to see them and then went off to Monaco and then back to Dortmund. So, hey, you know, he's coming. And did you know Jude Bellingham is 18 years old? I mean, I bet that shocks you, doesn't it? He used to be 17. <laughs> um, but, yeah, never really want to say that. Uh, uh, yes. yes, well. I think we're beginning to run out of ideas, guys. <laughs> oh, well, Mike, Mike, can we talk about your bush knife? Oh, my bush knife, my Gerber bush knife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's just that uh, I had to use some uh, Korean friends of mine to order this for me because for, for some reason they don't allow uh, foreigners to um, to order things like knives and axes and things that you would use for outdoor uh, camping. So I've ordered I ordered one and it finally arrived and I, I put a picture up on Twitter because I because I liked it so much. This is um, <laughs> well, well, that'll be you locked up next next time we talk anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. No, I, I'll, I'll try to, yeah. I'll try to keep it inside, inside the house. With that joke, I thought you'd come with a joke, Mike. You know, <laughs> I was, I was taught to eat. Um, oh no, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. No, we've already gone there, um, and I'm we're, we're, we're not going to go back again. In the bush, 
<laughs> no, no, let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this is my French girl and you at university. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll leave it here for 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 this one, guys. A uh, bit obviously huge game coming up against Liverpool. We'll be back with you for sure after that one. So let's just uh, bid bid farewell and good night uh, to the guys. Thank you for coming on, Colin. It's always a pleasure. Thank you very much, Bernard. Yeah, ditto, ditto to what Colin said. Thanks, mate. And for you, Ray, thank you very much for coming on. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's a shame we didn't talk about the Burnley game, but uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I missed 2-0. 2-0, you were better than Atletico. Put it that way. Yeah, I made some copious notes, but it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, it's been lovely to speak to you guys and uh, no doubt we'll speak after the Liverpool game. Okay, that's your lot, guys. We'll finish off in the normal way by saying, have one of us and up the blues. <laughs>